welcome to the Wind Calls the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm Rachel, and we are here to talk about the season premiere of Wind Calls the Heart. We're so excited. Amber is here with me. Hi, everybody. And we have our new co-host for this se uh, segment that we're doing. Uh, Ruth Hill is here with us. How does it feel, Ruth, that you have been on this podcast four times? This is exciting. <laughs> Actually, I was just telling one of my really good friends about the fact that this was my fourth time to be on here, yeah. and he told me I need to keep being on here. That's what he said. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm going to take take his advice, and I am very very excited to be here. I'm glad you guys asked. Oh, good. We're glad we have uh, we have support of your friends and. <laughs> They're like, what are you doing on that podcast? Yeah, we're really excited to have Ruth here. As you know, she's just a fount of knowledge and the best of us. So I'm just so excited. She's going to help elevate our game. It's yes. going to be the best. So, uh, yes. Now you guys are making me nervous. I'm okay. Thinking, oh, my goodness. I've got these big shoes to fill. No, it's good. It's good. <laughs> okay. So... Let's get started. The season premiere aired this last Sunday. It's called Believing. And uh, what were your guys' overall response to this premiere? Starting with Amber. Starting with me. Okay, I actually really, I did enjoy it. I was very pleased that once again, we got the courtroom stuff wrapped up pretty quickly because I do not like having Henry Gowan trapped behind bars. Um, as everyone knows, Henry Gowan's my favorite. So, um, so I was really pleased with that overall. And I could see that they were establishing some things that were going to happen this coming season. So I thought it was really good for a, a good jumping off point for the season. What about you, Ruth? I really enjoyed it. I felt like they were making some really smart um, insertions with various characters. It was great to see some characters return, some new characters. And what was really good, I do have a critic that sits next to me. My mother and I watched the, <laughs> watched the show together. And I'm the easy critic. She's a fairly easy critic, but she is a harder critic than I am. She was not a fan of the Christmas movie. I've heard mm -hmm. that many, many times from her. Um, <laughs> And so we just kind of stayed away from that topic because she had some opinions about it that I didn't always agree with. <laughs> nice is we both were able to come away saying that was a great season premiere and the things that I liked, she agreed with. So, so it got past my mother. So if my mother likes it, then they're, they're probably off to a pretty good start. Oh, <laughs> uh, your mom. She just is the best. I love when your mom doesn't come up when she vicariously through you comes on the podcast. <laughs> and she, yeah. you, should, you should have her listen to our recap of a review of the Christmas <laughs> episode because we also weren't too high on it. So okay. that was one of the funniest ones I think we've ever seen. <laughs> Probably broke the Hardy's hearts, but <laughs> we're real. We're real. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so for me, I thought it was a little slow, but that's just the show for me. Uh, but um, but I, I did have some really fun moments so that I, I enjoyed. So we will talk about it. So it starts off the episode with Bill making uh, Leyland the sh acting sheriff. 
And this was pretty hilarious. And I totally, though, loved your tweet, Ruth, about Rosemary. If, if she had been the sheriff, that would have been, like, the funniest thing ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that, Amber? I mean, Rosemary would have been a total boss, but I also really like that Lee was just sort of like, eh, you know, I'm not going to be like over enforcing and getting all up in everyone's <laughs> business. I feel like maybe Lee Coulter is the only person in all of Hope Valley who isn't a huge busybody. <laughs> it's super helpful to just have him exist because at least there's somebody who's not like, well, it's obviously my business. It's happening within a hundred yards of me. <laughs> so um, I do, I did really like that. And I love that his solution was like, just trap them both in a cage and like, yeah. let them deal with it themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, the wisdom of Lee Coulter. Oh my. Yeah. yeah. It really, it was, uh, it was a uh, brilliant move on the part of Bill. One of his more brilliant moves, I would say, on the course of the show to oh, yeah. deputize uh, Leyland. And, yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was really fun to see how excited Rosemary was about this. Yes. They're going to go down in history as one of the best sheriffs. And I, and, I, and I'm thinking, no, and I'm sure <laughs> no, I'm really not going to Rosemary. I'm just, I'm just making it through till Bill gets back. Because she's the greatest at everything. So, of course, she's going to think that he will be the greatest at everything, uh, that, which is super cute. And I, I just died when she, like, made him the small breakfast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was like a muffin or something like that. So funny. I feel like it was, like, and a rotten apple. Like, yeah. <laughs> she's the best. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah. Everything she does is so funny. Oh, yes. And, I don't know. And you just see him being like, oh, wow. I, yeah. They're they're so great together. Just the way that he's just so unconditionally loves her. Loves her not in spite of her eccentricities, but because of them. And that's, that's the dream. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we also get Abigail going to be a character witness for... Mm -hmm. Gowan. Woohoo! Character witness for Gowan! <laughs> <laughs> and Bill being the opposite side of the, uh, for the uh, prosecution. And uh, so, yeah, I agree with you, Amber, about that it was a good thing this just kind of got wrapped up in one episode. That was smart. Uh, and because, yeah, it would have been super boring. Yeah. Well, it was great to see Kevin O'Grady guest star. Um, oh, yeah, as the lawyer. Linwood. Yes. I absolutely loved that. And the thing I really love, and I tweeted this to him and he responded, is he, at first when I saw him, I was expecting Detective Linwood, him to just be, to act and have just the mannerisms of Detective Linwood, because that's how we always see him in Hallmark. We always see mm -hmm. him doing all that stuff. But he really thought about the role and he did something different with it. And I thought that was really good. And he appreciated that I pointed that out, that because he had really thought about the time period and wanting to really make it something different rather than just reprising Detective Linwood how he would have been you know, back in the early 1900s. Yeah. 
yeah, and he was super great. It was it was awesome. Yeah, he was fun. I, which um murder show is it, mystery show is he on? Uh, Garage Sale Mystery. Okay. Yeah, he plays. Um, he's he's the one who's usually working with Laurie's character. He's the because he's her brother-in-law. Okay, I've never seen one of those. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Rachel hates mysteries and she hates sure. solving mysteries. I she just wants sure. to have everything fed to her. <laughs> she doesn't want to have to speculate <laughs> I know. i'm sorry we all have genres that we like more than others no, no, hey, that's, no, that's okay it's it's just uh, a chance if you if you take an opportunity to watch watch them you might find that Lori is so awesome in the garage so mysteries as much as i love Lori as abigail I think I even love her more in Garage Sale Mysteries. She just, she has, she has, she has really grown, really made that character something very special and, and um, just lots of fun. And there's a lot more to mystery, to, to, to just the mystery. There's a whole bunch of stuff that goes on. There's little romances here and there. There's little family issues and so it's about her family as well, and and it's fun. I, I of any of the mystery series, I love them all. But if I had to say which one I was going to recommend to, especially a non mystery fan, Garage Sale Mysteries. Cool. Uh, so, did you guys buy the fact that Abigail would do this? Did it feel authentic to her character? Um, absolutely. I bought that Abigail would do this because Henry is her secret one true love like i don't care what anyone else says they are end game otp they are made for each other because they're the best and it's gonna happen rachel you watch you oh. watch and you wait <laughs> i totally felt it more this episode than i have even ever before but she's like sending them scones and stuff yeah i i agree i can see it uh what about you ruth what do you think well, I think it makes sense that Abigail would do this because Abigail is sees the good as as Bill pointed out, she sees the good in everyone. And no no matter how bad the person is, she can always look for the good that's in that person. And so, so it makes perfect sense that she would do it. So you're not an Abigail Gowan shipper? Um, I don't believe that they will ultimately be together, no. Oh. But but that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. I'm not saying you know, that, that it won't happen. I'm not going to, because of course, I don't know what the writers have in store. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm not thinking. Uh -huh. Okay. I can even honestly see it happening this season because he's out of jail. She's just done this like super amazing thing for him. He said, I don't know what I did to deserve you, you know, believing in me. And the, 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 they got the Mr. Um, pastor guy. He's gone. He's not, he's not on the season. So there's no other love interest for Abigail that we know of. So we'll see. Plus, uh, Henry Gowan is muy caliente. So. <laughs> uh, all right. So, okay. So then we have another subplot starting with Julie arrivings unexpectedly and she tells elizabeth 
Elizabeth, uh, nobody respects me and I want to be respected. So I want to become a teacher. Will you let me be your apprentice? So Amber, what did you think about having Julie back and this story? You know, it's funny. And I thought I was so funny when I tweeted this yesterday on Sunday and I completely still agree with me. I was like, Henry Gowan's on trial. Julie's back. Where is Marcus Rosner? Because it was season two all over again. Yeah. And I, I mean, wouldn't it have been so nice if like Julie and Charles fell in love? Wouldn't oh that have been a fun storyline? Love it. Instead, I don't even know. Whatever. But I, I do, I, I like having Julie back. It's kind of fun to have some of Elizabeth's past always around. Um, also, I love the love triangle, you could call it, between Julie and Jesse and Clara. And my favorite part is that, like, why is it any of Rosemary's business to tell Elizabeth <laughs> to have Julie back off between, like, from Jesse anyway, even though it wasn't what it was, I was still kind of like, you guys, like, it's literally none of your business. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. It's Rosemary's business because <laughs> everything in Hope Valley is Rosemary's business. It doesn't make any difference yeah. what it is. <laughs> when she told the entire list of how she had heard about what had been going on, I don't remember how many people had told this person who had told this person who told this person and of course you don't want to tell anybody but it's already spread all over the town but yeah rosemary believes that everything is her business and to yeah. be fair to be fair if everyone just did what rosemary said everyone would have really nice lives <laughs> I, agree. I, I i liked this too because even though it got a little boring at times i i think it was nice to see Elizabeth as more of a flawed character because she's a little judgy and she's a little bit rude uh, about Julie and you know she's just always so perfect that it was nice to see her grow a little bit and learn. Right. I, I think it's nice to have uh, Julie back. My mom really liked having Julie back. I, I was, she really she thought that was one of the big strengths that she mentioned of the, of the show last night. It or got the, the mom approval. Wouldn't be the show last night, sorry, because it would be the show, we'll say the season premiere. <laughs> I have to remember that. Um, I, I really enjoyed seeing Julie come back because she's got so much excitement about life. She is artistic and Although Elizabeth is lots of fun and all that, um, she sometimes gets so caught up in what's going on that she, with, with her own life that she loses with that excitement. And I think Julie helps bring back that excitement. Yeah. And I think they play off each other really well. And so that was, that was nice to see that. I think it's going to be fun to see where this ends up. I just wish that we, I, I, well, I should say, I hope at some point, maybe it comes out what happened between her and uh, Jack's brother, because they, the last we knew they were running off together, I thought. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that is something that I'm really happy about seeing Julie back is because now some of the storylines that we just dropped and that we invested so much time in mm -hmm. season two, 
even if we don't see them play out in the show, we can at least get like a one-off line like, oh yeah, we didn't actually run away, we went home. Or like, oh yeah, Charles, you know, he married Lady Angela from England and when he moved over there. Like, I hate when people just leave loose ends. You know how invested I am in secondary characters. Mm -hmm. And so when they just like literally were like, forget this that we spent more than half of the season on, it drove well, me bonkers, like but the pastor—he's just gone. So. Yeah, I know. I yeah. think, but I don't even have to see them leave. But they can say something like, "Oh yeah, Pastor Frank—he went off to help the Mounties or something." Like, <laughs> even if they don't show it, they can. I, I think somehow they'll tie up the loose end about Pastor Frank. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but I have this feeling that they will at least mention it because it was mentioned in the Christmas movie, something about him being off somewhere. And I just have a feeling that somehow maybe they'll, maybe, maybe there'll be a telegram who knows something or some letter that they get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, it wouldn't surprise me just to tie up that loose end. Yeah. yeah. I hate loose ends. <laughs> yes. We should, we should say that the Wigmageddon crisis of the Christmas episode <sighs> is much better. Yeah. <laughs> Do we agree? A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. You know, I don't know if you know, Ruth, how much I hated the wig. And I, I mean, I still have problems with them having their hair down, but whatever. Uh, I can, I can stomach them having anachronistic hair down versus terrible, horrible wigs. Like <laughs> give me anachronism every day over whatever that wig was in the Christmas movie. <laughs> So that that was good. <laughs> yeah, it was a huge relief when I saw that her hair was much better. I was like, oh. Give the, the Hardy some credit because I it, nothing drives me more crazy when like fandoms are just like complete blind fandoms and uh, they just like approve everything that anybody does. So when I put up my poll, like if it didn't bother you, that that's totally fine. But if it did bother you, you pretend it didn't bother you, that's when I have issue. And uh and I put it, put up a poll, and I was so impressed how many of them were like, yeah, the wigs, woo! Uh, <laughs> so I, that's good. That's being a good fan. Good fans are honest fans. Bad fans are just blind fans. So there you go. That's my speech. Um, okay, so we had, <laughs> we had a couple other subplots real quick. We'll go over. So we had... Like we mentioned, we had Clara wanting to take a little break uh, because of the an- the anniversary of her husband's of their wedding mm-hmm. right. of, of their wedding. And did that ring true to you? Did you buy that? Did she want a little break? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and she she acted the crap out of that scene. Oh man, I felt so bad for her. Um, and I, I mean, I completely understand her wanting to take a break and process with her feelings. I mean, to some extent, I think after you lose a spouse, once it comes time to move on, you sort of feel like you're being unfaithful. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know this from personal experience, but that would just be my assumption. Um, so I can completely understand, especially with it being an anniversary, that all those feelings would come back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that from friends, other people that have experienced that. It seems like it would be a natural feeling. Okay, so then our, you felt bad for Jesse too, poor guy. Oh 
Oh yeah. Because, because even Jesse um, talking with Julie, he wasn't really, I am sure that he didn't think about the implications of whether Clara would see him. He's just being, he's being Jesse. He's being, somebody comes up and talks to him and wants to listen to him pour out his heart and he feels like he could trust her. He just, yeah. and, and, and honestly, let's just be honest here. He would not be sitting there talking with Lee about his feelings or, yeah. or yeah. Bill about his feelings. He wouldn't be doing that. Of course, it's going to be a woman that he would be talking to because that's, that's what he's trying to understand. He's trying to share his feelings. Most men don't want to hear other men share their feelings. Well, and to be fair, it's not like there's a guidebook that like little break means this. You cannot talk to other women because that's little break. Uh, I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, it's a classic friends situation. Ross and Rachel, they were on a break. He was allowed to talk to Julie. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's just eating his beans. I got trying to, again, it's there. What are you going to do? Uh, so, okay. Then our, our other storyline in this episode was Dr. Shepard. All of a sudden he starts seeing all of these people that have these stomach aches and he is, is very fishy. It's very strange. And he realizes that they're all taking this tonic. And uh, so he, it's Dr. Belmore's miracle tonic. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he's very upset about this. And it turns out there's this peddler guy who Mm -hmm. has made this tonic. And uh, so they have this back and forth and uh, he ends up like basically stealing the guy's wagon and uh, anyway goes back and forth between them and th- i i i i didn't love the storyline it, it was a little drawn out for me but uh but i when opal comes in and she's sick um, the fangs came out on me i'm like right here. <laughs> yeah i was so mad <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. oh i was like you mess with my opal i will get you i will get you i was really upset <laughs> yes like there's nobody more precious than opal uh, so you can get your get your tonic off of her get it get it, get out of town like, <laughs> so bad. Uh. yes so what did you think of this ruth oh i i actually enjoyed the storyline Mm-hmm. Um, because it was, I enjoyed seeing the interaction between, um, Dr. Shepard and Faith. I, I really enjoyed seeing that. Um, even the way that he was trying to, sh- to show her what that, what, what the bad ingredient was mm-hmm. in the tonic. Um, I enjoyed also seeing a postable actor playing, um, playing the um the medicine man whatever the travel yeah yeah that guy um because he i right away recognized him he's like i think the character's name is serge he's uh, he's igor igor yeah delivered yeah Yeah. uh, and serge he's in two he's twins remember yeah he's twins right 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 yeah that's right that's right that's right yeah he is 
And so I recognized him right away. I said, I said, Mom, do you recognize this guy? He's from he's from Science Seal Delivered. And so I had to tell her what part he played and she kind of remembered. <laughs> and then and then she started remembering him as she watched him more and, and so so that was that was fun to see. I always like to see the crossovers when you see somebody that you recognize from another series. It's always mm. fun. Yeah. Yeah. And th- th- this actor, um, Chris Gauthier, Gauthier, like um, I recognize him. He was on Eureka for a long time, okay. which was one of my favorite shows. So anytime he pops up on these shows and apparently he must be Canadian because yeah. he's in all of them. Right. Um, but he's, uh, he's so great. And so yeah. I think he does a great job, but I was so mad at him for hurting my opal. Yeah. <laughs> but I also, yeah. Um, like you said, I did really enjoy the scene between, um, Dr. Shepard and uh, Faith, where they were doing like old timey science. Yeah. And I can't, I hope that that plays out sometime in the future where we're like, have CSI Hope Valley. Like, they have to like help. That's what I tweeted out as I, as I said that I thought they should do, they could do their own spin off series. They could have a, you could have your own, your own little medical series here. Uh, yeah, back in Hope Valley. That'd be interesting. But yeah, it would be amazing. Yeah. Well, I know that when I interviewed, because I interviewed Andrea Brooks who plays Faith, mm-hmm. and I know that she said, and, and maybe that's why I noticed it so specifically, she said that she and Paul Green developed this shorthand between them over the course of the season, because ideally, a nurse and a doctor should be able to read each other's minds. They should, mm-hmm. they should have little yeah. signals so that they know that this is what we do then. And so I thought, I was watching that scene specifically and thinking, that's probably what she's meaning is that you start to see this relationship develop between them where he's, he's got, they can, they can do a lot of nonverbal communication between each other. And, and so I think that's kind of the beginning of that. And so I I think there'll be more of that because she said that that developed over the season uh, quite a bit. And, and she, she loves, she loves being in the infirmary. She just absolutely loves that, which is so funny because in her interview, I didn't realize till we were talking, but she talks about the fact that she used to be the person that would faint, would feel faint. She actually has had fainting spells. Mm-hmm. If, if someone would come in and talk about, they give some kind of medical presentation, she'd start feeling faint and she couldn't handle it. And how she's been overcoming that because she talks about how in season two, there was something she couldn't do. They actually had to have somebody else fill in and do it because she felt really queasy doing it. And now she's gotten to the point where she's beginning to overcome this. So that's kind of interesting. Well, they can totally use that in there as an advantage. I mean, having a fainting nurse on When Calls the Heart, that would be perfect. (laughs) I mean, go on. Uh, But... But yeah, the, it was good. And so we got this solution, like we mentioned earlier, with uh, Leland forcing, uh, well, Rosemary's very mad at, uh, at Leland for, for putting Carson in jail. For well, the whole years. town's mad at him and not just, they're, they're all <laughs> saying, what if this, what if an epidemic breaks out? What if somebody needs surgery? What if somebody, they're all yeah. saying all these things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. And, and then, uh, yeah. And and he just says, trust me, I know what I'm doing. And he has the peddler man and Carson stuck in the cell together and they 
come to solution, like literally designing a new solution uh, for this miracle drink. And, uh, and there you go. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I really liked about this plot line is that it really allowed us to see all of the other secondary characters um, at least do something in the, in this, you know, in the, in the season premiere, like, you know, um, the Yoast guy, he's like, he's sick. Hickam was sick. Yeah. And then he got to be a deputy. <laughs> it was pretty fun. I really enjoy yeah. it. And, yeah. Truth be told, Hickam is my, like, maybe other favorite character. <laughs> so yeah. when he gets to do anything, yeah. I'm so happy. And I just, I just, ugh, I want a plot, a love story for Hickam. Yeah. Like, hey, Hickam, Julie's available. Come on. <laughs> well, I'm a little surprised that they are bringing on Allie Liebert as a love interest for Dr. Shepard because you would think that Andrew Brooks and him might, something or I don't know right yeah that's well cool. well I think and and actually Andrea and I talk about this in the interview because um, I, I didn't really talk about Ali Liebert we mentioned that she was you know she was in you know, some of the episodes um, but the, the thing that I think we need to remember while we, uh, Faith has not had a good track record with men True. Uh, you know, she's 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 had her heart broken more than once. It would seem like you know she's she's engaged to somebody. She breaks it off because she wants to keep being a nurse. Yeah. She's kind of interested in Jack, but she knows that Elizabeth wants Jack, and so she has to back off. Um, then you have uh, last season. She went. She really got into um, this relationship with 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 Sean. What his name is? It Sean? Is it Sean? Is that his name? I, I don't know. Sometimes I just call him Niall Matter. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's not Niall Matter's character, but I I think that I think that's his character's name. But regardless, she had this. I mean, they, I mean, they got pretty far. They had this. They had a kiss, and Ooh, that was something. That. As as Andrew and I talked about faith, we that's something that meant something to her. It was clear mm -hmm. that she was falling for this guy. Now this guy is gone. He's not there anymore. And so she's had three men that there's been some kind of interest in and she got kind of far with, with a couple of them. So for her to jump mm -hmm. straight away into another relationship might not be the best idea. Not that she might not have some interest in the town doctor, um, I think that we, I mean, I would venture to say there's going to be something that'll come about, but, but, but you also don't want her to jump in for the wrong reasons. You don't want yeah. her to jump in because I've been hurt so many times. You have to give yourself a little bit of time to heal, to make sure that you are, you know who you are and you're not going to sacrifice who you are to be with somebody else. I also um, would, I mean, I kind of would appreciate if their relationship just stays, like, professional and friendly. That would be really refreshing <laughs> because, I mean, you don't really get to see that much on this show or really any show. Mm. So that, I think that could be even fine. Yeah. Plus, um, I am definitely team Allie Liebert. I don't even care what the storyline is. I will be on her team. We, uh, the last part uh, is the uh, testimony of Abigail 
and uh, this judge is known as the hanging judge. <laughs> uh, and quite the reputation. And she testifies, and she is so powerful and so great, because we know that Abigail is just so powerful and so great. And, um, and yeah, so he gets 10 years with time served, and his parole is granted immediately. And he is told by the judge, you have one last chance, Mr. Gallant. Don't make a fool of me. Mm -hmm. So what did you think of that, Amber? Well, I completely agree with, I mean, like, I believe it. Remember when we were talking about the signs he delivered where the guy was like going to go to jail for a million years? Mm -hmm. And I was like, politicians don't go to jail for a million years for stealing money. Are you kidding me? This I believe. A hundred percent believe on this sentencing. And like, people will look to this for precedent for the next hundred years. And that's why politicians will get away with it. But, um, but no, I, I mean, legally... I accept the judge's decision, but um, plot-wise, I really accept the judge's decision. And I mean, obviously we know, like, whatever Abigail is rooting for is what's going to happen. So <laughs> I wasn't that worried. I was like, Abigail's on his team. He's free. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to side with Bill. Let's be honest. Yeah, I, I, like you, I think I, I was actually surprised. I was expecting him to have to serve some time. I didn't figure that he would be gone completely from Hope Valley. Um, I, they're not going to do that to Gallen. I mean, he's, he's too, too important a character. You have to keep him around. As to whether he has changed 100%, I don't think he's changed 100%. I don't, but um, I, I think he is changing. Mm -hmm. And I think that bill probably figures that gallon will never change i think that i think he just has in his mind gallon can't yeah. change he's 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 horrible he's terrible and he's always gonna be that way yeah okay sounds good yeah i agree that's definitely his he's a black and white kind of guy there bill uh so yeah that's basically the episode we do get a, a, an ending scene where elizabeth lets julie read the book to the kids and she says i believe in you julie i do so there you go elizabeth learns to to let julie and next week and uh we will be back next week uh talking uh to give our recap and let us know what you thought of the episode any predictions you might have in the comment section or just message us on twitter whatever works for you and uh, let us know what you thought all the hardies we want to hear from you where can people find you you can find me my, my website is mydevotionalthoughts.net and if you look on twitter and instagram my username is ruthhill74 and um then if you look at um, um, Facebook, you can search like My Devotion Lots and you'll find it. Awesome. And we'll have the links for all that in the description section. So check that out. And Amber, where can people find you? Um, as always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter and that's it. Awesome. And you can find me at Smiling Ellen Guest Girl on social media and at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and YouTube. Uh, so check that out. 
and uh, we will be back next week. So uh, we'll look forward to it. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.